we shouldn't be thinking about the talk as an isolated talk. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance in the midst of our busyness, opportunity in the midst of our mess, and the voice of Christ at the center of it all. While I doubt that any short podcast will give you balance and clarity to last for a lifetime, my sincere hope is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. This week, I'd like to talk about the talk. And by the talk, I mean the talk about sex, the talk about love and relationships and the, the meaning of our body parts, the talk about where babies come from, et cetera, et cetera. And I want to talk about that because many parents ask the question, when should I have the talk with my son or my daughter? Whenever this question is posed, I, I think of my good friend, Brian Butler, who will often make the point that we shouldn't be thinking about the talk as an isolated talk. A lot of people have this memory of, of a time where a mom or dad sat them down and had some kind of awkward talk about sexuality. And it was, it was one talk and nothing was said much after that. A lot of people would say that this experience was not a particularly good one. The talk is sometimes had uh, far too late and we've already been given information and misinformation by other kids on the playground, et cetera, et cetera. Or in our day and age, many young people are already given a lot of information, even visual information, unfortunately, through technology and such. And so having the talk is, is more than just a talk. It should be an ongoing process that, that builds up to, of course, one particular conversation where biological realities are unfolded, but it can't just be an isolated incident. So in having a talk about the talk, I thought I would lay out four principles that I think will be helpful. The first one I've already begun to talk about, and it's this, the talk should not be thought of as one isolated incident. As soon as our kids are linguistic, it's helpful for us to formulate a strategy to prepare them to, to talk about and to think about human sexuality in a positive way. And I would lay out a couple of recommendations. Number one, call body parts by their proper name. Don't just come up with cutesy terms for all the anatomical parts. The word penis, the word vagina, those are not bad words. Those are words that should be uh, said with a particular sense of, of dignity, and, and they shouldn't necessarily carry around with them a, a whole bunch of shame. Another intentional strategy is as our children form their sense of, of their body and bodily integrity, for them not to think of private parts as bad parts, but to think of private parts as, as sacred and good. If the word sacred sounds too religious-y for, for your home, um, I think it's a fine word, but if you don't like that word, just to, to use the word that, that it is good and that it is private, that private things are not bad things. Private things are often good things that are protected because of their dignity and their goodness. And to start thinking about it that way and communicating that way to our children can go a long way. There are probably listeners out there who will readily acknowledge that in their own formation, as well-meaning as most parents are, that that idea was not gotten across. Instead, there was a sense of, of bad and dirty and shameful, and that had an effect later on. Another part of that intentional strategy is to talk about the goodness of the body overall. God made us good, body and soul, and he made us good, body and soul, so that we could make a free, total, faithful, and fruitful gift. Ultimately, that's made in a, in a covenantal way in, in marriage or, or in priesthood or religious life. But 
in little ways every day, we make a gift of ourselves, that what we do with, with our hands, what we do with our bodies is a way for us to express love. And to start to build that framework from an early age is actually a great way to start forming an idea about sexuality. Rather than sex being some isolated and dirty and shameful thing, it's more that sex is an extension of what we are and who we are in our whole lives. God made us good. He made us body and soul in his own image and likeness. And when he made us male and female, our being male and female expresses something of the inner life of God in creation. We participate in the creative work of God, not only through the fact of our being male and female, but through the one flesh union, through through sex, as we call it, of, of males and females. That's how that's where babies come from, revelations and podcasts. This is actually a, a very good thing. And building a framework toward it from an early age without being in any way explicit with our children is, is something for us to at least be thinking about on a daily basis. So the idea is not to have just a, a talk, but to be having ongoing conversations. Another tip is to pay very close attention to the questions that our kids ask at particular ages. We don't need to volunteer any more information than is necessary. When a question is asked, it is good to answer it in, in a positive and an affirming way. Um, St. Therese's father, St. Louis Martin, yes, a saint as well, um, said something like this, and it's contained actually in an article that I wrote with, with Amy. She was the one who contributed to the article, but he said something like this, that I, I didn't, he didn't want to tell Therese any more than, than she could contain at the moment, but he, he wasn't afraid to talk to her about the reality of sex. It was just that he would find age appropriate ways to answer the age appropriate questions that were asked. And for us to be tuned into our sons and our daughters, each particular child, and to answer the questions that they have in a, in a particularly affirming and, and direct but not over-the-top way can be very helpful. All of this can lead up to a talk that doesn't feel like some isolated incident that comes out of nowhere and is never discussed again. As a matter of fact, what leads up to that talk should be followed up by many other conversations because your end goal as a parent is to develop a relationship with your sons and your daughters where they can continue to talk to you about these things. That's, that's the end goal. So we want to start thinking about that as early as possible. And if you're listening to this and you have kids that are already beyond the age that it seems like I'm talking about, don't panic here because there is always an opportunity to, to repair and to move on. And speaking of that, my second bit of advice is for you and for your, for your children as well, if they're older, to start thinking about healing um, what's already been disrupted, what's already been broken in terms of your own sense of sexual identity. Listening to this podcast, um, maybe some of the ideas that I'm talking about are very familiar to you, and the term theology of the body sounds like a very familiar term. You you know what it is. Maybe some of you have been to the Theology of the Body Institute. You, you've got the t-shirt. You've read the books. You're, you're good, right? Um, others are wondering, what the heck is this guy talking about, and where is this coming from? The vision of sexuality that, that hopefully I'm faithfully expressing comes from St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body. And his vision of, of the human person is, is a way for us to, to talk about the, the goodness of the body, who we are, body and soul, purpose, dignity, to ask these kinds of questions so that when it comes to explicit questions about sex or about tough teachings of the church, we have a foundation to stand on. It's important for us to, uh, to examine our own ideas 
about sexuality and not just the ideas we have in our heads, but our, our own psychological makeup when it comes to human sexuality. The, the church's teachings in prohibition of sex before marriage or in prohibition of contraception or the church's teachings about same-sex attraction, um, all of those teachings are rooted in a vision of the human person that says we are made good, body and soul, in God's image and likeness, that our being male and our being female is a way for us to enter into that language of God, of, of gift and receptivity, and that our sexuality is good, it is to be made it is to be made a gift. And sex itself, the sexual union, the one flesh union, belongs in the context of marriage because it speaks a language that says, I give myself to you freely, totally, faithfully, and fruitfully, just like we say in wedding vows. And for many of us, um, as I say that, you're thinking, okay, that sounds nice, but it sounds a little bit like a fairy tale because my own sense of sexuality has been wounded in many ways. Um, perhaps I have been the victim of, of a sexual act that, that was not free or was not faithful or was not total or that, that was not fruitful or, or many of the above. Um, I want to say that for all parents who are out there listening, one of the best things that you can do for your children is to seek um, to seek healing in the area of your own sexuality, whether you're listening and you're you're happily married and you have room to grow as we all do, whether you're divorced and you're looking for you're looking for that healing, you you want better for your children than what you have experienced and in that brokenness, that would be number two. So all of this from when should I have the talk? Well, <laughs> let's let's have a talk before we have the talk, because if we don't work on our own healing we end up passing things on to our children that we'd rather not pass on. So that's part of uh, part of parenting is acknowledging our own brokenness and working toward healing. The third thing I would say is when you're asking the talk about having the talk, um, you're doing something right in that you're not trying to parent in isolation. I think it's important for us to have a community of, of trusted parents and friends um, within within our parish community, within our, our group of friends who are all seeking and striving to to raise young people up in a way that will will cause them to thrive, a way that will help our our sons and our daughters not to grow up with with a bunch of hangups and baggage, but to grow up in, in a vision of, of real human thriving. And one of the best ways for us to do that is to work together. So have these conversations, ask about the talk. I'm always uh, edify when someone asks that question, even if my answer is, well, you shouldn't just have one isolated talk. I don't usually just open with that line. Um, we want to affirm one another in in trying to grow together as parents. And I'm assuming that those who are listening to this podcast in the first place are have that goal in mind, that if you're a parent and you're listening, you want thriving for your parents, and your vision is a vision that is, is centered in the person of Jesus Christ. So talk about this stuff today. If you're having difficulty, don't be afraid to to um, to bounce off ideas from from other parents, even for even from your parents, um, perhaps knowing that your parents are are imperfect too, um, there's still some wisdom there, and you can you can take what is uh, worth passing on, and also heal and, and develop what what needs healing and developing. 
So this is just to get the ball rolling. Um, one thing that I would like to do over the next several weeks of this podcast is kind of expand on on this particular issue. I guess I've been looking for maybe some themes to to develop, and I know that we'll be getting into particular seasons, but I think I'm going to stay the course and talk a little bit more about the theology of the body as I think it's relevant for the listeners of this podcast. Um, if you think this is a good idea or a terrible idea, I would love your feedback. Um, I would love your feedback about the podcast in general. So let me know what you think. Please don't be afraid to uh, to share this if you find it helpful, to subscribe it, to uh, to spread the word about it, especially if you think it's helpful or if you think it's terrible. Let us know and we'll work on it. <laughs> For Ascension, I'm Colin McIver reminding you to do more than just, just have the talk and to take a step forward. 